Hey, that was a fun opening, um, it's the wind that we're having here, so welcome to the Be More with Ngomu podcast show, we're thrilled you're here, and Joyce, good to see you again as always. Wonderful to see you as well, Al. So as you may hear today, two of us are dealing with an extremely windy day, so we hope to make it through the whole show with you today, if not, Joyce will take over as needed, um, but in this podcast series, we connect you with coaches and thought leaders who make a positive difference in the lives of the people and the businesses they serve. Our show is brought to you by the Ngomu app, available in the Google Play Store and soon in the Apple Store. Um, you can unlock your full potential and be more with access to over 60 coaches to help you with your personal development, career advancement, health and wellness, and relationship goals accessible anytime, anywhere. Check it out on the Google Play Store, search for Ngomu, and start your seven-day free trial today. So my name is Al Wynant, I'm your host, and with me today is Joyce Joya, my co-host, CEO of the Herman group of companies and author of the forthcoming book experience rules how positive experiences will drive profit into the future so joyce good to see you again and great to see you as well Al. and i'm so excited to learn that your book is yes bye. done done <laughs> <laughs> so i know joyce was working on her index last weekend so that's fingers crossed it's almost done so um but i'm, I'm excited to, um, to to talk with you about that when that comes out uh, as well so but we have an exciting show for you today with the new year just around the corner and this is our last show of the season um we are also starting to think about what our resolutions are going to be for the new year and today we're speaking with three of our ngomo coaches jen nash lorraine robles and michelle venturelli on how to crush your 2020 new year's resolutions so i'm going to slowly but surely here bring in our our guests so first we have jen nash jen is a, a financial um, coach with a deep understanding of human behavior. She is always learning and becoming a better version of herself so that she can help others become better versions of themselves. And Jen coaches at Ngomu on being debt free. And that's a really big part of our New Year's resolutions. And then second, we have Lorraine Robles here. Uh, Lorraine is passionate and a caring coach who has the ability to create a strong and respectful connection with all of her clients. She spends the majority of her career in roles that help people such as managers, mentors, and trainer. That's her roles. Um, Lorraine coaches that in Gomu and how you can be your best self and live your life meaningfully. Also, I think a very important New Year's resolution. And last but not least, and my favorite subject of the day, because I don't get enough of it, is Michelle, <laughs> Michelle Venturelli, who is a fully certified sleep coach. Uh, as certified sleep science coach, sorry, Michelle. And for the past six years, Mich Mich Michelle has been guiding individuals to achieve their desired quality and quantity of sleep. The essence of her coaching is to educate individuals on the importance of sleep and the proper techniques to use to overcome sleep issues and enhance the quality of sleep. And as you guessed it, you know, Michelle coaches at Ngomu about how to sleep well throughout tonight. Um, Great to have you all on the show. Um, let's just dive into the conversation today. Welcome. Thank so you. Joyce, so Joyce, let's just dive in. Thanks, Al. Jen, you coach mm -hmm. on being debt-free. How valuable is it to make a New Year's resolution about being debt-free and why? 
Well, Joyce, um, thank you guys for having me on. Um, I think that making a resolution is valuable at any time of the year, but New Year's tends to be more powerful for people just because it's easier to visualize closing the door on one chapter and opening up another. But anytime you want to make um, an improvement of any kind or achieve growth in any area, there has to it has to begin with an intention, and that's exactly what a resolution is. And becoming debt-free is valuable because when you stop sending so much of your income to pay for your past lifestyle, you can really start using your income to fund your current desired lifestyle and your future desired lifestyle, which is what you know New Year's and new beginnings really represent. Thanks, John. Al? So, yeah, jump, Lorraine, jump, jumping to you here, thinking yes. about 2022 mm-hmm. and how you can be your best self, what you coach on. What could be some meaningful and manageable, really, resolutions to start thinking about? Well, great question. Um, I'm so happy to be here. So, first of all, we first need to take some really some time to think about our resolutions and not be in such in a rush to just think of them, you know, in in a minute or two. Um, so, you know, you can create resolutions based on your purpose or your passion. Um, you know, what habit, what habits worked for you or didn't work for you in 2021 and how would you like to redesign them um being like being a better listener as an example um being present in the moment is another one um and then start off small you know there's no rules of of when you're creating your resolutions i would highly suggest one to three to start and you can always add more um throughout the year um but keep it small we don't want to overwhelm ourselves and then set up, you know, set ourselves up to fail before we even get started. And because we will struggle with self-resistance if we do that. Um, and, you know, be patient. Habits, new habits take time and they're not going to happen overnight. I like I like the, the fact that you brought up, you know, let's look at what didn't work in the past year. Mm-hmm. Kind of looking back versus just looking at the future. That's, that's a really great suggestion. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I agree. Michelle, I think we can all use a little more sleep, especially me. Uh, And uh, your advice, by the way, I continue to use it every day. Uh, So what can be some resolutions one can make to enhance our quality of sleep? Right. So some of the ones to make for a new year is remembering that sleep impacts everything that goes on digestion, mental health, physical health, immunity, especially right now, you know, going on with everything in the world, you know, and the sicknesses, uh, shooting for at least getting seven to eight hours of sleep is good. Now, everybody's different, of course. So, you know, basing that off of you and your lifestyle as well, but making that a priority because everything falls around sleep. So, yeah. Yeah, we're we are so much better able to handle things and access information from our brains when we've had enough rest. Right. Al? I will I will testify to that. In the last two I've I've changed my I will I've changed my schedule a little bit in the last couple of weeks where I haven't changed my bedtime time, but I've changed when I wake up and get into the office time. 
cutting three hours of sleep <laughs> of my schedule. Oh. And so um, I'm, I'm, as I'm following your advice, Michelle, from your learning community, I'm, I'm getting there, but it is, it, it takes a few weeks to sort of get your, your mind and body into the, into this, into this whole new uh, style. And I have to tell you, you know, um, <laughs> having that three hours of less sleep <laughs> really was a very big challenge the first week, you know, focusing, you know, being present. So it took a lot of practice. So, but my schedule is getting sort of back to, to bed earlier, <laughs> but still waking up early. So thank you for sharing that yeah. advice in your learning community and, and here today. So, um, so, so Jen, uh, as, as we're thinking about um, the right, you know, what, what's the right structure um, to start a new year's resolution what does that what does that look like in your world um well i would say that there are decisions that move you towards your goals and your desired outcomes and decisions that move you away from your goals and desired outcomes and that means a little something different to everybody um so i wouldn't get hung up too much on the structure is is it moving me towards where i want to go or away from where i want to go but we still need structure we need a default to fall back on when we're not really sure so um when i'm structuring goals for people i there's kind of four four steps to it number one is the decision well it's the decision the why the actions and the results um the decision is just setting that intention or in this case that resolution um, and then tying it to a why is very important because I think we we a lot of times struggle to complete the necessary actions that achieve what uh, what we said that we want. And I think the reason for that is because we often compare what we're giving up to the wrong things. So like if, mm -hmm. if somebody wants to get out of debt or somebody is trying to save money, mm -hmm. they're maybe holding up making extra payments against not being able to take a vacation or not being able to buy new clothes when really what they should be measuring that against is, you know, um, that new house that they want to buy or wanting to retire by the time they have grandkids so that they can spend more time with the family. So um, getting that why tied into the right place is going to be a great motivator. So that would be step number two. And then obviously action is the most important. We can know everything there is to know, but unless we actually take action on things, it's not going to do us any good. So knowing is not enough. You have to do, you have to take action. And I always always, you'll always hear me talk about calendaring and habit tracking. Um, it's very effective because our priorities show up in our calendars and our wallets. And I was just listening to Arjan Robbins speak earlier today. Um, and he said, and I thought it was kind of funny, our calendars um, were not invented to be a historical account of what's already happened. They were invented to be used as a tool for creating wealth, meaning basically that we just use it to plug in and prioritize what's important to us, what we've said is important to us, because that's how we tell our brain that something is important. And then, um, and then as one of the other ladies already said, as uh, to set a specific and reasonable time to expect those results before giving up. And I would recommend deciding on this either before or as part of your resolution, because that helps you hold yourself accountable for how long you'll stick to something before giving up. Hmm. So right. let me let me jump in. Let me jump sure. in here, Joyce. So do you do you recommend saying, "Here's my resolution," and I give it three months? Or yeah, as long as you put a time frame on it, it depends on what you're doing. Um, if you are doing something in my area like budgeting or getting out of debt, yes, it definitely takes three months of trying before that's really going to start to stick. 
Um, and, and sleeping in an area of sleeping, you don't necessarily want to wait three months to start seeing results. Exercising is really hard <laughs> to wait three months um, before seeing results. So um, it's really kind of depending on what your goal is, but just as long as there is a time frame, because I think people give up way too easily and persistence is going to pay off in every area, no matter what you're trying to do. So you can hold yourself accountable to that persistence with a little bit of time framing on your goals. Thank you. So Lorraine, what advice yes. do you have for someone struggling to keep their resolution? What can they do to help them stick to it? Well, I would like to piggyback on the why, because that's so important to remind yourself of the why um, for that resolution. And because if there's no positive emotion behind it, then most likely you're not going to stick to it um, and break it up into steps. You know, for instance, if you want to learn how to cook, um, you're not going to master a three course meal, you know, the next day you want to first learn how to do may, maybe make the main course and then the side dish and then the dessert. So break it up in steps and then also see yourself like if you are um, in a movie, in a movie, you know, acting out those resolutions. So um, I'm going to go back to to the cooking analogy. For instance, your resolution is to cook more. Picture yourself you know, from a bird's eye view as well, you can do that in the kitchen, going through the motions of making, you know, your favorite meal or dessert, and then also attaching emotion to it. So how will you feel at the end after you've cooked what you wanted to? Um, you know, do you see yourself happy? Uh, do you see yourself smiling? Do you have friends? Do you have family over? Um, you, you really want to picture it fully because that's also going to help you stick to those resolutions because you're attaching a positive emotion to it. Yeah, thanks. Uh, I think that seeing ourselves being or having or doing mm -hmm. is, is so, so important. It, and when I get to my resolution, sharing my resolution, I'll, I'll share with you all just how I, I work with that. Back to you, Al. So if you just joined us, you're listening to the Be Morbid and Gomu podcast with guests and Gomu coaches Jen Nash, Lorraine Robles, and Michelle Venturelli on how to crush your 2020, no, 2022, whoops, three years behind, New Year's resolutions. <laughs> it's a day today. Our podcast is brought to you by Ngomu, unlock your full potential, and be more with access to over 80 coaches, 60 coaches. Today is not a good day, is it, Joyce? The wind is really bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun. Um, but about 60 coaches to help you with your personal development, career advancement, health and wellness, and relationship goals. So check it out on the Google Play Store. Just search for Ingomo and start your seven-day free trial today. Uh, lots of bloopers. So, Michelle, along the same lines of the previous conversation, the previous question here, um, you know, I, I find it's challenging to stick especially to my sleep resolution. So work gets in the way, life gets in the way, you know, things that I need to get in the way. I have really good intentions, but you know, the great night's sleep just gets out of the window. So what are some practices that I could implement to, or our listeners could implement to really stick to that resolution? Right. So a schedule would be good. So yeah, we can't keep it always the same, right? Because life does happen. And we have things that'll come up at night or that might interrupt our sleep schedule. So if you can just have a basic, okay, I would like to start getting ready for bed at nine o'clock at night. And I would like to be in bed at by 9 30 or 10. And just have that practice, 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 you know, um, 
sometimes you have to set reminders on your phone, you know, that little ding or whatever. Oh, it's time to get ready for bed and just start doing it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can manipulate the light a little bit. So if you're still not tired at that time, then you can take your light in the evening and cut the bright light out about an hour earlier than you have been. You know, if you're having a hard time waking up early in the morning, you can also do the same thing, you know, messing with the light a little bit to kick your circadian rhythm where you need it to be and be mindful. It does take time and people who want to like try to get their sleep on point, they try everything at once. And then guess what? Now you don't know what actually worked, (laughs) you know? So, so trying to slow it down, having a goal in mind. Okay. I would like to start out with maybe you only get five hours of sleep a night. So being like, okay, well, I would like to start bumping that up eventually to eight, do it slowly. Don't just all of a sudden try to crush your eight in one night because your body's not ready for that yet. So take the time, you know, do it slow, do one thing at a time, try to only do one thing every two weeks and see if you can manipulate your schedule to what on average will fit for you. You know, I can attest to those, the, to the lights technique, whatever you, whatever you call that, yeah. you know, cause I, not so much at night because at a certain time, the lights in the bedroom starts dimming automatically. But then of course I have my iPad, I'm reading the darn thing. So I, you know, that's the wrong thing to do. But I know in the morning, the light starts coming on really slowly. And while it's still dark outside and it automatically wakes me up. So without having to, without having a need for an alarm. So it does, that really does work. Um, Just need to put the iPad down at night. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, put that down like two hours before bed. (laughs) I will try my very best. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck on that one, Apple. (laughs) As you well know, I haven't mastered that yet. (laughs) I do. I do have my blue block, blue block glasses, whatever you call them. (laughs) Those are fantastic. Yes. (laughs) So now we want to share one question with all of our guests. As as we look forward to another year of masking and COVID variants. What advice do you have for our listeners to help them stay sane and on track? Is there one resolution that comes to the top of your mind that they could implement? I would say self-care. Um, when when we get caught up in all this stress, we're, it's aggravating, you know, having to wear the mask everywhere, having to do that, but also bringing it back. Okay, well, this is to protect me. Even though, you know, you may be vaccinated or not, this is to protect me. And then even thinking outside of COVID, you got the flus going on, you got colds going on, you know, so just being like, okay, it's just right now, but what can I do to make me feel better? You know, taking that time, that mental health, you know, that self-care does wonders, whether it's reading a book or if you have animals, whatever it is that you Mm -hmm. enjoy that will give you some pleasure and kind of let you escape from the life, you know? That's, I think, is a huge thing. That's that's my go-to. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I believe that the fact that I, I still wear a mask everywhere has helped me avoid getting a cold or yeah. the flu or whatever um, because it, I think it's really made a difference. Thank you so much, Michelle. How about you, Lorraine? We're going to go in opposite order today. Sure, sure. Um, Very good question. I want to be as real as possible, you know, with this. And I believe uh, we can be a better society if we are a little bit patient, um, a little bit more patient with each other and ourselves. 
um, not take so not take everything so personal because we waste so much precious time and energy in that mm-hmm. as well. And um, I think we need to just respect each other's opinions um, and, you know, lead by example. And if we all can do just a little bit of that, um, like I said, we can be a better person, lead by example, and maybe have a, a better society. Thanks, Lorraine. Jen. Yeah, well, I would say to focus more on the small habits because habits autocorrect any deviations from our goals. Habits are what really anchor in the real change. If you try to change something in your life without making it habitual, it's very difficult. Um, And the example that I like to use is if you think of one of those like hand exercisers, um, you know, you can squeeze it and you can squeeze it. But the minute you stop squeezing it, it snaps back into its original position. And I think that our bodies are designed to do exactly that. You know, it's homeostasis, it's cybernetics, whatever you want to call it. Um, It takes real intention and action to make those lasting changes and to hold those resolutions so that they're sustainable because, um, you know, like you said, um, you know, all of the time and the energy that it takes and the strength that it takes to hold that in place, it can be very draining. You know, if I want this pen to stay in the air, I can hold it up here. But the minute I let go of it, it's not up there anymore. I mean, you have to create some sort of permanent habit. So if I, you know, make this permanent habit. Now I don't have to use my time and my energy and my strength to sustain it. It just is now. So, you know, you asked what, what resolution comes top of mind. I would say the most important thing is just creating small bite-sized habits that are ultimately moving you towards your, your goal or your desired outcome. Thanks so much. Al? And as always, I wish we had more time because our show is only about 30 minutes. So as we're closing here, it's, you know, going to ask the question of all three of you, and, and maybe you've addressed it all a little bit here, but what's your top advice for people wanting to crush their 2022 New Year's resolutions? Um, Michelle? Uh, mine would be one that is going to be life sustainable, you know, something that you just don't want to do just for now, but something that will be a habit for life that will better your life. Thank you. Yeah, um, when deciding those resolutions, um, you know, ask yourself the why and how those will make an impact, uh, a positive impact in your life and uh, your resolutions, your resolutions that have a personal goal attached to it. Thank you, Lorraine. And Jen, last but not least. (laughs) Um, Well, my top advice would be to only focus on the next 200 feet in front of you. Um, I was listening to Arash Basagi last week and I was listening to him speak and he had the perfect example of this. And I thought of New Year's resolutions when he said it. He talked about driving a car at night. And when you're driving a car at night, you know, you can only see your headlights only allow you to see the next 200 feet in front of you. But that's all you need to see at the time to get where you're going. So New Year's New Year's resolution speaking, um, you don't have to overwhelm yourself with your entire roadmap or even thinking that you need to know how you're going to complete each stretch as you go along. If you just focus on that next 200 feet, you know, and let your intentionally built habits kind of course correct you along the way, you will be moving in the right direction. Um, you know, they say that planes are like off course 80% of the time and there's no such thing as a straight line in the universe and all that. So I would say don't expect more out of yourself than even the universe is capable of doing. Now I'm afraid to fly again. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you, Jen, Lorraine, and Michelle for sharing with us today. We really appreciate it. And as you are working in, in designing your New Year's resolutions for the new year, check out the, uh, the about 60 coaches we have on the Ngomu app who can really help you and coach you through what you need to work on or what you want to work on throughout the new year. So check it out on the Google Play Store and look for Ngomu. So, um, Again, our three coaches have excellent learning communities. I've benefited from them as well. Um, I appreciate you for being here today, for sharing with our audience. Thank you. Have a great holiday season and um, enjoy developing your, your New Year's resolutions coming up here. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. So, Joyce, <laughs> what did you learn today? <laughs> What are your takeaways? <laughs> what are your what is your resolution? <laughs> well, one of the things that uh, and I can't tell you who said it uh, that intention. I think it was uh, Jen. Intention is very important, and I, I really feel like uh, that that's really one of the keys that you have to hold that intention and you have to be strong about it. The second thing was it have uh, an emotional feeling about having accomplished it. In other words, see yourself having accomplished it and feel the emotion, the positive emotion that you feel because you accomplished it. Big, big thing. And then the third thing was chunk it down. And uh, when I think of what I want to accomplish this year, uh, this you know, with my New Year's resolution, my New Year's resolution is going to be uh, to clean up my office. And my office looks a little bit like an episode of Hoarders right now. So it's a major, it's, it's a big one. It's a really big one. And it's been, it's been hanging over my head for years that I needed and wanted to do that. But the, the goal that I'm looking at as a result of getting it done is to be able to put together a video studio here in my home that will make sense. I'll have a, a space for the green screen instead of having it right next to the wall and being difficult. And there'll actually be some space in this room. And the one of the other tactics that I'm going to use, and, and I believe it was Jen talked about this one, and that is I'm going to actually put blocks of time on my calendar, albeit evenings or weekends, uh, where I'm going to tackle different aspects of the rubble, <laughs> the office, <laughs> so that it's it's not it's not like it's this huge looming problem. But I'm I'm as as uh, Lorraine said, I'm going to chunk it down uh, into. Uh, bite-sized pieces so that I can actually get it done. How about you, Al? What are your takeaways and what's your resolution? Takeaways, very, very straightforward, but stuff, stuff I've had really thought about is, you know, I, I like to like, look at the past 
what because you always make resolutions you always make plans when they fall through for some reason you know you know what didn't work and i never really thought of it that way so something to think about and look what what resolutions have i made in the past and not stuck with most of them um so it's 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 kind of thinking about that and why um then then tying also to you as you make resolutions it's so easy to say oh i want to sleep better i want to i want to lose weight but they're not tied to anything if you just say it like that but if you really step back and think about why do i want to sleep better why do i want to eat better which kind of ties to my resolutions and so on you know there is more meaning to the resolution and 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 there's measurable results in a way at the end i think so those are the sort of the really two big takeaways and then in essence also a little bit what, what you just said is making it manageable and as jen was saying you, you see the 200 feet in front of you um i i can attest i started to do this only a couple of months ago you know i used to set really big blocks you know work personal life work you know without and now i've really started drilling that much more down where it's like this is this is exercise this is lunch this is family time this is so i make time for things um i sometimes still don't follow it 100% but so that really does work um so i can attest to that joyce if you're doing that for what what your resolution is and then my resolution really has to, has to do if i broadly sort of put it in big pictures but feeling better and what I mean by that is um, we all live busy lifestyles. So what we eat is not always the healthiest or the best food. So I want to do better when it comes to what I put in my body. And I also know when I have a great salad and lots of veggies and stuff like that, I feel good. You know, if I eat junk food, I don't feel good. So it's like, how do I manage that? And then two, I, I do have a challenge and maybe I have to spend a little bit more time with Michelle and her learning community on this. I do, I do have a bit of a challenge managing my sleep. Um, you know, so that is another important part of my resolution in the way is getting better sleep or getting my seven or eight hours a night, which I don't remember the last time that actually happened was. Um, so that is also a part of my resolution because it, it ties back to that, you know, well-being, feeling, feeling great and so on mentally, physically, you know, and so, so that's, that's my resolution. So, um, but thank you. Thanks. Great, great feedback from our, um, great, great, um, advice from our guests today and you as well Joyce and I'm I'm kind of a little bit sad to say that this brings us to the end of our podcast and the end of our podcast series our first series um, this was episode 13 in our first series so we've learned a lot as we've done this um, there there was probably more bloopers today than there were from my part in the previous episodes but that's okay um, we hope you enjoyed the show listening to this. Um, like to thank our guests uh, in Gomu coaches, Jen Nash, Lorraine Robles, and Michelle Venturelli. And as always, my co-host, Joyce Joya, for being here. Uh, thank you for listening and for being here with us for the first series of the Be More Within Gomu podcast. We're going to be taking a little break and we're going to freshen up the series and we're launching, on, we're launching series two on January 19th. So we hope you will be there for that. Happy holidays, and we'll see you in the new year. Now let's go make a positive difference. And be more. Yeah.